Big Dumb Movie is a comedic podcast that often contains obscene language and outlandish commentary. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie Ninja Edition. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm joined today with my good friends, Review Dude Josh. What's going on? Let's do some Annihilation. <laughs> nice save. And Riggs. <laughs> what up? What up, y'all? Time to get annihilated. So here we are, three dudes, here and ready to discuss Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Nothing sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Josh, is this a movie you grew up on? I imagine the answer is yes. Yes. And even at a young age, I didn't really... I didn't really comprehend why I kept watching it. Like, I knew it was bad. I was like, why do I still watch this piece of shit? So you watched it, you knew it was bad, but you kept watching it? Yeah, it was like a Street Fighter situation. (laughs) Yeah, but not as good. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to be honest here. I loved this movie when I was a kid. Like, legitimately loved it. For the most, like, stupid and superficial reasons just because like the fact that it's like oh they have that guy oh there's that guy even though some of them like get crushed by a cage in like two seconds after (laughs) making their debut oh wow that's very specific (laughs) (laughs) it's just an example but you know i i like seeing all the characters and to me like the more mortal kombat characters they had the better the movie basically (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i i think early when i was young i think that was part of it i was like oh i know that character yeah points to you movie now <laughs> me and my brother robert bonded big time over this movie like we would just watch it over and over we thought it was so cool we didn't think it was stupid and awful like it actually is but maybe here to uh, refute that opinion john did you also grow up on this movie you know what? I don't think I got to see it till I was a little older. I think it was like in middle school. So I guess what year did it come out? 97. 97. 97 yeah, so I probably didn't see it till it was probably, it might have been like five years old by the time I saw it, I think. Which is funny because I had seen the first one, you know, like around the time it came out when I was probably like too little to see it. And then um, the second one, yeah. But I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought the same thing as you. I thought, like, it was cool to, like, see all the characters. I thought, like, the colors were more vibrant in it. And it was, like, a little less uh, of the time focused, like the first movie is. And a little more, like, in its own, like, world in a way. And uh, I loved then and now the sets. The sets are actually pretty cool because they went to, like, a lot of real locations and stuff. And some of them are pretty great. Man, you were a very sophisticated film critic when you were a five-year-old boy, John. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I remember liking it. They went to, um, they go to, it's not Gobegle Tepe, I don't think, but they go somewhere like that in the movie. And that's like an ancient, like, it's a real ancient civilization, like, structure that was like, they think, like, some people believe it was built for, um, like by giants like ancient giants built this place because the doorways are huge and there's like a huge like table inside with like chairs that are like carved out of like granite or some shit i don't know but it's they they go there in the movie it's um 
it's just like seeing that again. And I remember seeing it as a kid. I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I think it might have been in Raiders of the Lost Ark or uh, The Last Crusade. It's the same place, I think. But anyways, that fascinates me. So I just really liked it. And I liked it for those reasons. I mean, yeah, I know it's like definitely the Star Wars prequel Mortal Kombat movie. But well, one Mortal Kombat movie's perfect. You show me a perfect Mortal Kombat movie and... I think we're finding out they're anything but perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So. But you could have told me they they filmed this in the California desert. I would have believed you. I think some of it probably is. They don't really showcase a whole lot of the areas they're in. Mm-hmm. I like how in a lot of this movie, like there'll be some outworld slash earth merger going on, right? And it's just like this CG effect on green screen. <laughs> and like it's the characters looking at it and then like it cuts to it and then it cuts back to them like there's never like them and that happening in the same shot but i guess we can kind of get more into that as we go on i want to go right into it because there's so much to discuss in this movie i think and this is another case of one of those movies that kind of has been reviewed to death but that's never stopped me before mm-hmm. josh why don't you take us into it how does this movie start slash how does the first movie end <laughs> yeah, conveniently, it opens with a recap of the first movie, so in case you missed it... Mortal Kombat is not about death, but rather the preservation of life. Liu Kang and a few chosen fighters from the Earth Realm defeated outworld sorcerer Chang Sun. According to the rules of Mortal Kombat, their victory preserved the safety of the Earth for one more generation. Our chosen ones will return to Liu Kang's home on Earth, only to enjoy a brief period of peace. For someone from Outlaw, has a different point of view. But they retcon the fact that, like, the opening or the end of the last movie, like, ends with, like, a giant Shao Kahn busting through the temple. What is it? I don't think so. And he's like a monster, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? And then they just retcon it to like ninjas falling from the sky, followed by what's his name you guessed it it's that character and then finally Shao Shao Kahn yeah we see all our heroes like right after they have uh, successfully won Mortal Kombat against Shang Tsung a lot of them are recasted yeah can we talk about the recasting Josh who's uh who's here who isn't all right so really the only people that are here are Liu Kang and Katana that's it Every literally everybody else has been recasted. Oh. Rated, Jax, Johnny Cage. Was he recasted? Yeah, that's not Lyndon Ashby. That's some guy. Oh, <laughs> he does kind of look like him. I didn't know that wasn't him when I was a kid. Yeah, me neither. It, yeah, I'll give you that. It's a good look alike, but I could tell even at a young age the voice was off, and I knew it wasn't the guy. Why didn't Lyndon Ashby do this movie? <laughs> I can't He's too imagine good or why. What? I mean, why didn't Christopher Lambert do this movie? I mean, it's like his qual, his picking quality is not so much better than this. 
Liu Kang has somehow changed his shirt. So has uh, Sonya. Sonya is no longer in a brown dress. She's just in a, in a tank top and shorts now. Yeah, Liu Kang was wearing like a tank top or maybe he didn't even have a shirt. But like now he's got this like white V-neck. Stays pretty clean throughout the movie. I admire that. <laughs> no matter how many fights he gets in, still solid and solid white. Yeah. So I think the the worst example of green screen in this movie is like in this opening scene. Like I I just hate the way it looks. Now, it doesn't always stay this bad, but like this look of the movie at the very beginning, I just find pretty gross. What did you think, John? I was laughing. I mean, I you uh told me, "Hey, watch Annihilation if you can." And I'm like, "Okay." And I, um, I had my buddies over last night, and I'm like, I gotta watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and they're like, oh god, like, no, please, and like, my one buddy Marco's like, he's like, no, I, I can just tell you everything that you need to know about it, like, don't watch it, I'm like, I have to watch it, so I turned it on, and he was, you know, bitching, and I'm watching this green screen coming down, he's bitching about the green screen, but so, something about it for me, it's endearing, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm a different kind of guy, though. Like, I mean, back in the day, I didn't notice because I was a kid. Thought it was cool. Those effects were uh, cutting edge, in a way. And now it's been so long from being in between that to now. Now it's just, like, kind of, like, I admire it for its, uh, for its camp, you know? <laughs> it's charming now. It's charming green screen, I'd call it. <laughs> what about our, uh, our big villain? We got Shao Kahn, and he's got a... A group of henchmen but um the first thing that i noticed with shao khan is like this mask he's wearing mm -hmm. it makes it look like he has buck teeth so <laughs> it, it kind of takes away from the intimidation factor for me josh were you feeling that dude i i've always felt like shao khan's a different person under that mask like it doesn't feel like brian thompson for real doing that performance i don't know what it is it's just got a different vibe from Shao Kahn literally in the rest of the movie. Maybe that's just me. Shao Kahn, Emperor of Outworld. The Earth was created in six days. So too shall it be destroyed. And on the seventh day, mankind will rest in peace. Can you run us through the henchmen? All right, we got we got Mataro, everybody's favorite. Uh, Ermac, the Red Ranger. <laughs> Rain, the Purple Ranger. And Shiva, the the girl Goro. <laughs> Lady Goro. Lady jumps off the camera and then fucking flies on top of your cam uh, character and just crushes him to death. And you can't do dick about it in the game. <laughs> Cheating ass. Yeah. Yeah, Rain is there. Rain is an interesting one for me because I know that Rain is a prince reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, reference to Purple Rain. Right. What? He's a uh, prince <laughs> in lore. Yeah. He's a prince of Adenia. He's basically uh, tied in with Katana and her whole uh. backstory and stuff. But they, do they don't bother getting into that, so don't worry. Is that, why, okay. is that why they're both wearing like purple or yeah yeah well i um 
Well, Jade's also one, but they don't get into that. It's, oh, it doesn't Jade. matter. <laughs> Basically, without getting too much into detail, Adenia lost 10 straight tournaments of Mortal Kombat, and when things started to like turn south and Shao Kahn started to invade, there were some betrayers like uh, Rain and uh, a couple other characters. Hmm. Well, apparently the Earth was created in six days. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. So too shall it be destroyed. Which I guess means that there is some truth to, like, Judeo-Christian religion in the Mortal Kombat universe, right? But Elder Gods, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's real. Right, well, there's Elder Gods, but also, like, regular God created the Earth in six days, which means... That Jesus could show up in Mortal Kombat. Oh shit! What? I wish he As would. A, I wish he would. It's <laughs> honestly, I feel like the fact that he hasn't kind of makes him a dick. Am I calling <laughs> Jesus Christ a dick? A little bit. So let's see. We got some fights going on right off the bat. Raiden faces off with Shao Kahn. How good is this shit, Josh? Dude, it's so bad. It's so badly edited and chopped. It's just a bunch of flips. And it's so fucking hard to follow the choreography. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, really close-ups of them, like, flying around on wires. I don't know if it's so much the way it was edited or, like, just, like, the way it was captured, you know? Like, <laughs> did they have anything good to edit there? <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. John, you're a filmmaker. Do you, did you appreciate this aspect of it? I thought it fit with uh, the movie being kind of a piece of shit. So it's like... <laughs> He's not wrong. It's, it's, it's not good, but I was thinking what you just said was like they had... They probably didn't have a lot of options and like if they just used like a single shot of him like doing a full flip or something that didn't add up and you know, the 90s were really big on having like a like slow-mo flips like that was like their thing man and like i don't know there's only so many ways you can make that look good and then if like your effects are limited and say like i know a lot of the times or there was like sometimes when he was flipping like there's a particularly bad one and it's in that scene that i that i mentioned before we started recording the one that i want to talk about where he flips like right at the camera and it's like it's just so it's so bad, and I think it's because like the technology was like like limiting, and so they just did what they could. That's what I think about it. But it's 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 clearly not. I don't think it was a directorial choice. But also, if you look at a lot of it, it's very chaotic, and it, <clears throat> there was some stuff in it that reminded me of um, El Topo and the Holy Mountain. Have you ever heard of that film? I've heard of it, never seen it. It's like a cult classic from the 60s. It's a Western, but it's like very odd. And I believe it's, I believe it was filmed in Italy. I think it's foreign director. And I think most of the actors in it are foreign. I think even the lead might be. But it was, you know, it was shown here in the USA. But it reminds you of that kind of like chaoticness, like, uh, like Jesus fights like the devil in that movie. But it's like very psychedelic and... Like, there's, like, a gunslinger, and he's kind of like Jesus. It's very different, but they do a lot of, like, zoom-ins and stuff and a lot of, like, fast cuts and kind of that make you want to, like, puke, kind of like when Raiden's <laughs> flipping or, like... Like, they show, like, uh, there's this one shot of uh, Shell Khan, right? 
there's like this awesome shot of him actually. And it's like, I'm sorry for getting ahead of us here, but ahead of the movie, but at the end and they like zoom in on him and he's standing up on that, like those ruins. And it's like very El Topo. And like, by that point, my buddy who was bitching about how he didn't want to watch the film and how bad it was when that happened, he's like, dude, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, we were like, you know, ten beers deep, but you know, it, it was. It, it's cool. There's, there's some kind of charm to that. To answer your question about the cut, there's some kind of charm to it being chaotic. But also, I could see how it would drive you nuts. You know, but I liked it. I'll give it a point for doing the Raiden from the game sound effect. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. They didn't do the Santa Monica one though. Yeah. They yeah. The <laughs> Bummer. The Raiden sound effect has changed throughout the games. I remember in the Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat, the first one, it sounded like he said like Mighty Mummalay, but me and my <laughs> friends used to say Mommy I could fly. It's like Mommy I could fly. <laughs> John, you were talking a little bit about the direction. The director of this movie is not the same as the previous movie. Ah. Right, Josh? Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson directed the the first one. I think he went on... Did he go on to do Event Horizon after this? He did, yeah. Yeah, and then they just grabbed some guy around the <laughs> office. I think it's his like directorial debut. Uh. Yeah, the guy that directed this, his name is John R. Leonetti. He was the cinematographer on the first Mortal Kombat movie. I was there. I could direct the sequel. He He's, like, done a lot of cinematography. Like, that's really what he does. Like, he's a director of photography. He, I mean, he's directed a couple movies. Like, not very good ones, but he's directed a couple. But that's not really his thing based on what I was seeing on his IMDb page. Uh, he was the cinematographer on Child's Play 3, The Mask, Spy Hard, Joe Dirt, among a few others. So, so good classic solid cinema. I, see. <laughs> I like Child's Play three. <laughs> I for talent, this guy. Joe yeah. Dirt is the best film ever made. <laughs> one of them. One of them. All right. It's pronounced Joe Dirte. <laughs> there is some pretty shitty dialogue slash delivery. And that is, like, right up front at the beginning of this movie. They let you know what you're in for. Oh, I'm assuming you're talking about Sindel, huh? Yeah. (laughs) This is not good. Somehow he's opened gateways to your world. I thought our victory in Mortal Kombat closed those portals. What closes can also open again. What is that supposed to mean? Too bad you have to read this line. Good God. <laughs> it's like porn level acting, right? It was. Oh my God. Yes, it uh, was. So that the whole time I was like, where's, when's, when are they going to have sex? Finish her. <laughs> yeah, it's like watching porn that doesn't have sex scenes. Utterly. It's the weirdest shit. Literally. Oh, it makes sense though. Like, I, I didn't know that, but that this guy was, like, just a... He was a director of photography, 
and that they put him in the shoes of the director. I can tell now that you said that it's like totally obvious that that's like someone's like directorial debut and like how he handled some of the actors who I thought should have performed better but didn't. And now it kind of makes sense why. And apparently Paul W.S. Anderson did not like this movie. The rumor is that because of this movie, he was like very hands-on on the Resident Evil series. Like he directed the first one and he didn't want to like relinquish uh, directorial control on the sequel. So he he's like manned that whole series because of the way the sequel to this movie was handled. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that to happen to that series. Not that that was ever like a great movie series to begin <laughs> with, but... I've seen it in real life, but like with people, um, they'll direct something, they'll hand off something to someone else, and then they'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> you fucked up my legacy. It's it's a it's a very common thing that actually I've witnessed multiple times, and it's it all is adding up now. It's kind of interesting to learn. I like learning stuff like that. So, thanks for the education, guys. <laughs> Johnny Cage can never seem to land a shadow kick, can he? <laughs> no. Well, it's poor old Johnny Kage, just like green screens himself into the situation. It immediately gets one-shotted. <laughs> <laughs> Raiden could have saved him. Didn't save him. Yeah. That's that's, that's the funniest shit. He, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I could totally kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, Raiden has the power to kill anyone. Surrender, Raiden, or this one dies. Then I will take your generals, because Earth does not bend to the will of tyrants. You who would never let one of your precious humans die. Trade me for Johnny Cage. Come bow at my feet. Don't you guys feel like, see, now that's where I think it was on the direction. Because I was, like, watching it last night, I was like, man. And I was like, this had the potential to be, like, a really good scene in a way. Like, I mean, it's all right, but for what it is. But it's like, uh, it it was kind of deep to me that, like, it's like he, Raiden had to prove that he had expandable, like, uh, generals in this war. You know, just like uh, Shao Kahn, right? And um, I don't know. I thought that that could have been like a really cool, like kind of almost like a Western like standoff moment or something. And it was just, you know, it was executed a little haphazardly. But the idea Mm. of it kind of like resonated in my mind. Like, okay, like Raiden's like, I mean, he's all good, but he's not. Is he not all good? Kind of like is he he has to make these hard decisions, too. And he, he has to be stone cold about it. And it's like, I don't know. He has to be stone cold. He's like, hell yeah, brother, throw me a beer. (laughs) Crush two beers on his head. Yeah. Santa Monica. So anyway, after like we get that beginning set up where all the villains arrive, they're going to take over Earth. They're pissed about losing Mortal Kombat. Um, Our heroes kind of go on the run. And I guess Raiden kind of explains what's happening, but kind of doesn't. Khan has opened the portal. Your planet and our world have begun to merge into one realm. Think of it as hell on Earth. My mother resurrected. 
How is that possible? If I am correct, your mother Sindel is the key to all of this. This can't be. We won the tournament. The rules say the Earth is safe for another generation. Obviously, Khan has cheated and broken the rules. I believe he has resurrected your mother to keep these portals open indefinitely. By reuniting you with her, Khan's spell will be broken. Your mother's soul will be at peace. And his portal's closed. How could the Elder Gods allow this? I do not know. But Khan must be stopped or your world will perish. We have six days until annihilation. Josh, are you able to understand any of his shit? No. Uh, like, I've I've spent way too much time than anyone ever should trying to legitimately follow the plot of this movie. <laughs> this plot makes no fucking sense. So, somehow, Khan just said, fuck the rules, and is able to come into Earth, which... I guess, yeah, technically is a thing. There, the, In the games, there's a loophole where he's not merging necessarily, but he's invading, which is like Mortal Kombat's supposed to prevent merging realms. So, But if he just invades and kills everybody, that's not quite the same. Okay. So, but they don't do that. So I don't get it. Right off the bat... And then somehow, if you reunite Katana and her mom, for some reason, this is this saves Earthrealm. For right. some reason, I don't. Sindel is like Jar Jar. She's the key to everything. Jar Jar is the key to all this. Oh no! <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's pretty apt. <laughs> because she was dead, and now she's alive. Which character are we talking about? I'm, I'm a little confused here. Uh, Sindel is Katana's mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or possibly sister. They're the same age. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? How is she dead? So, uh, again, this never gets explained in the movie, but in the game, she dies like thousands of years ago when Shao Kahn initially takes over uh, their old realm of Adenia. She basically commits suicide, and somehow when she dies, she sets up some kind of barrier that helps protect against Earthrealm being invaded, you know, to help prevent that loophole. But in the game, when he resurrects her, it removes that loophole, and that's how he's able to get in and just invade without Mortal Kombat. It's a little convoluted, but yeah. So, uh, what's going on with these uh, giant metal spheres, John? Giant metal spheres. Oh my god, I love the it. The hamster balls. I was, I was like so into it. It was like my favorite part. Like uh, <laughs> when they, they, they got in them. Actually, you know what makes you know what really amplifies these the giant metal spheres that you're referring to is the ones that they're like uh, rolling through the. Uh, I don't even know where they are. What are they going through in the Through rolling? the planet core. Oh, God damn it, Corey. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, they, they were awesome because the, the soundtracks actually, it slaps. Like, I feel like I'm at a rave. I had it on <laughs> surround sound. Everybody was trying to, like, talk in my kitchen. Like, we were playing, like, you ever play Waterfall? We were playing, like, a drinking game last night. I had some people over. And uh, they were trying to like continue their game, and I was just blasting the the metal spheres going through the planet core. And uh, 
Yeah, and uh, the the rave techno that's playing it. It's kind of like a sexy scene too. Like you know, like like Luke Kane's in there. You know, with uh, what's her nuts? Katana. Katana. Yeah, his lady friend. It's not his lady friend. He's just trying to help her conceive, man. Yeah, he's trying to help her conceive, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I think, but uh, no, it was it was cool, man. Like I I, I like it. It, it. it added depth to that world. Let's say. I like how they come through this like chasm, and mid air, Liu Kang is able to ask, "What's going on?" Katana is <laughs> able to respond, "Where they are and what he needs to do," which is. Roll to your right, hard, all in midair. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need a way to fast travel, right? So that's what that is. In the games, they just use portals. Why did they need this retarded shit? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the hamster balls in the games? <laughs> Unless it's in some game I've never heard of. I'm sure it's somewhere, <laughs> but I'm going to assume no. So basically our heroes are split up and they're all kind of have to go do specific things, right? Sonya has to go find Jax and Liu Kang has to go find Nightwolf who's going to like help enlighten him, help him become ready. There's a lot of that, like Liu Kang, you got to be ready. You got to get ready. I beat Shang Tsung like I beat Khan. Yes, you beat a great sorcerer to win the tournament, but you are no match for Khan. What's happened here should prove you alone are not ready for what's ahead. You think you're ready, Liu Kang. But if you were, would Katana have been captured? How can you be Shao Kahn? When I alone, I'm too much for you. In fact, that's like up until like the very last scene. Like, you ready now? He's like, I guess. <laughs> it's the hero's journey, Corey. It is, yes. It's your classic hero's journey. <laughs> Step aside, Star Wars. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation is in town. <laughs> Liu Kang Skywalker <laughs> So before we go back to the heroes There is a scene where we get to see Shao Kahn like, I guess at home it's, He's just chilling you know Just rubbing the furniture you know Yeah he's just petting his chair As you do But there is something that happens all throughout this movie and I think it sums up this movie perfectly for me, at least like mentally. It gives me the, uh, the, mem the distinct memory of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And that's a very specific sound effect. The way the lightning sounds in this movie, it's like, it's like this almost squeaky sounding lightning. You know what I mean? Can, can you replicate it for us right now? I can't, but I'll put it in. Come on. All right. Do, do your best impression of the lightning from Mortal Kombat. You can play them back to back with the actual sound. <laughs> but uh, at Shao Kahn's house, it turns out that like he's not the big boss. He's got a guy above him even. And oh, that God. is Shinnok, who you might have missed the name of because I <laughs> think they say it only once. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like a blink and you'll miss it. You'll, it's just like some guy that looks like he belongs in some. He looks like so everybody's stepdad, right? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he belonged at like a Renaissance festival, but he didn't have a really good costume. <laughs> what's up with the earrings, bro? <laughs> yeah. oh, so God. what's up with Shinnok, Josh? He's the boss in Mortal Kombat Four. 
Yeah, in uh, in the games, he is the Mortal Kombat equivalent of Satan, and has no relation to Shao Kahn whatsoever. So obviously, he's his dad in the movies. <laughs> they really want us to like have this family reveal at the family. end that's supposed to wow us, right? Did Dom Toretto write this script? Family. <laughs> They're all family. <laughs> Dom Toretto and George Lucas wrote it together. <laughs> no wonder it's so bad. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Have you ever been standing, Josh, at the top of some stairs, and your dad walks in? And so you do a front flip down the stairs to greet him. Well, I'm constantly <laughs> practicing my, my acrobatics, so of course. This guy is so fucking extra, man. Like, <laughs> and when you like forget to take out the trash, your dad just snap zooms right to you. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like on a little fucking skateboard, like getting yeah. pushed. <laughs> he's on a track. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to some of the fun aspects of the movie. Liu Kang and Katana, while they're traveling, they get attacked by smoke. Now, it's the, it's the robot version of smoke. And this is one of the things I'm going to say positively about this movie, in that I think smoke looks pretty fucking good. I think smoke and Cyrax look kind of cool. They, like, really look like they do in the game. They do. And uh, they don't look too, like, rubbery or, like, plasticky, like... Especially with smoke, because it's a dark color. Like, I, I, I buy it. Yeah, it's weird that they don't have sector, though. It's That's weird to me. Josh, they got 50 characters in the movie. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe take one of them. Maybe take, like, I don't know, five of them out and put sector in. He'll, he'll, he'll balance it out for, like, five characters. I, I really loved sector as a kid. Like, he was my favorite of the robots. He yeah. has some fucking dope moves. That rocket launcher, which by the way, Smoke starts spamming the rocket launcher move at <laughs> Luke Egg. I mean, the fight's not good, but I like the way Smoke oh, looks. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> John, were you enjoying this fight? Yeah, I, I like the way that they looked um, very much, and the colors really pop, and it just looked like it reminds This movie reminds me of the games more than any of the movies. Yeah, I'll give you that, yeah. Yeah, that that's its strength. And, like, you know, as much as it's been dogged on by, like, I've heard, you know, countlessly people just dog on the movie, it uh, it represents the characters the best to me, even though, like, Ooh. the acting's not always there because clearly now it makes sense. This guy was, like, you know, first-time director doing this huge budgeted film and, or, well, not huge budget, but, like, you know, to probably, yeah, they probably had, like, a pretty decent budget to do it, to do what they did and... It had a bigger budget than the first film. Did it? Yeah. It sh it showed. It showed in a way. And, you know, um, who who directed the first one? It was, uh, what was his name? Anderson? Paul W.S. Anderson. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he knew what to do with less, for sure. Like, he could work with less, and that's, like, always, like, a strength. But, you know, it did show that this had a little bit more. And, like, some of those costumes, like um, Cyrax and uh, who I love. I love Cyrax. I think I might have mentioned that in the first time, yeah, first, first cool cast. Too. I was I was uh, pretty decent with him. 
he looked he looked good. I was like last night I was watching it. I was like, man, like you know what? That's that's pretty good costume for this movie. It carried it, you know. Same thing with uh, Smoke. You know, that, that was good, too. I really liked the way that they looked, so. They even went so far as including uh, Katana's, like, signature weapon. She's got the fans. She whips them out for, like, two seconds. There's no blood, <laughs> and then she never pulls them back out again. Yeah, that's a problem. Those things are, like, two feet long, and I'm, like, led to believe they were in her boots this whole time. I ain't buying it, man. <laughs> Bullshit, Frank. <laughs> but uh, Sub-Zero shows up, uh, I don't know, defying the laws of physics <laughs> to freeze smoke. I feel like I could visually see him on a wire. Like, I don't I don't know if it, you could actually see it in the shot, but I feel like you can see it. Yeah, but he's like sliding down this icicle on his foot or something. Because his hands are free because he's doing the freeze move. Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, man. <laughs> he just shows up, freezes smoke, and then it, like, it's a really bad jump cut from the time Liu Kang kicks smoke away and the explosion. You guys notice that? I didn't, know. It's a really <laughs> bad jump cut and, like, it's like a split second everybody's in a completely different position by the time the explosion actually goes off. Yeah, I think there's a few moments like that in this scene where, like, characters end up in a place and I'm not quite sure how they got there. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. I fucking hate that Sub-Zero mask. This stupid fucking Widow's Peak is so annoying <laughs> to me. Like, the way Scorpion and Sub-Zero looked in the first movie, I think, is, like, so cool. It is a little bit like Halloween costumey in this one for me. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's like the porn level of, you know, the costumes. <laughs> that fucking Widow's Peak. Both him and Scorpion have it. Like <laughs> That actor that plays uh, Sub-Zero is like uh, one of the main, the bad guy's main henchmen in Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's, uh, he's there with Robin's shoe in that movie too, huh? Yeah, reunited again. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to add something about what you guys just said. You're talking about how the, the costumes being kind of more like Halloween-y in this one, right? Like with Sub-Zero or whatever. Yeah. That's the thing, like going back to like what we talked about in the last podcast that we did for Mortal Kombat um, 2021. It's the, the simplicity is what really like marries at home for me. And that's why I really, I did like that, the, the simplicity of the costumes, especially in the first movie. And like, that's the thing with like the newest movie, like the, the, the modern one was like, they, they gave, you know, Scorpion and Sub-Zero like their armor and like, but clearly like they didn't have like an A-list Hollywood budget. And to me it showed, and I know that was something you guys said you didn't notice, but it kind of goes back to that for me where it's like, yeah. I know what you mean like they they tried to do a little bit more with their costumes in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but it almost it, it ends up being kind of like distracting, like because it's like yeah, is this like this this is the spooky versions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, the spooky versions. We're 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 gonna make them a little spookier this time, and it's like oh, okay, the spirit Halloween version, right? Exactly. <laughs> 
So this isn't the the Sub Zero from the first film. This ain't your your daddy Sub Zero. This is Sub Zero Junior, Bro Zero. You must go. There will be others. I killed you in the tournament. You killed my older brother. So why did you help us? I helped her because legend has it the princess is the key to stopping Khan's plot. Yeah, this is the red scar Sub Zero, which <laughs> I, I guess a nice video game touch. But like, the thing that's always confused me to like, oh Sub Zero, you know we killed you in the first movie, and he's like, oh that was my brother, and then Scorpion shows up, and they never are like, hey we killed you too. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> God, it's like they didn't even bother. They're... Did they actually watch the first film? I don't know. <laughs> I guess they just didn't want to exclude like such a fan favorite character, but mm. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to, I guess. You know, you got to have a Scorpion and Sub-Zero fight because they didn't have it in the first one. If he's such a fan favorite, you would think he would be in more than one scene. Mm. <laughs> he's just there. Fights Sub-Zero because that's what they do in the games and then kidnaps Katana and then yells, Suckers! And that's it. <laughs> hey, Scorpion, what's your favorite candy? Suckers! Sucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's good shit. Katana and Liu Kang, they tell Sub-Zero, they're like, we need you to use your powers to help us. Right? And I guess what they meant was make a bridge out of ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, some, then, like, Liu Kang just flips over it later. Yeah, he could do that the whole time. <laughs> what did they need Sub-Zero for? Bro-Zero, I'm sorry. All right, Josh. So, Sonya and Raiden arrive at a seemingly on-fire medical research facility to <laughs> retrieve Jax. But, I mean, well, Raiden goes off to, to do his own thing, but Sonya enters. How does that go? All right. So she she enters this, this weird abandoned facility set, stumbles across her old partner, Jax, who's also been recasted. She pulls the sheet back, sees Jax has metal arms now, and says, you know, what the hell have you done to yourself this time? And he replies, this is merely superconductor electromagnetism. <laughs> What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's the what uh, the M. Bison Street Fighter. What? Oh my god! <laughs> Raw Julia says this is merely superconductor electromagnetism. Surely you've heard of it. Oh my god! The merger of the realms has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now Jax has some metal arms now. Well, yeah. He's got like metal on top of his arms to quadruple his strength. What the hell have you done to yourself this time? Mm, cybernetic strength enhancers. Takes what you've got and quadruples the muscle capacity. You've got a real confidence problem. Do you know that? I don't know if you know this. His real strength is is just believing in himself. That's all he really <laughs> needs to do. Yeah, I guess when so. You, so when you go to fight, you know, fucking weird deformed monsters with weird freaky superpowers, just believe in yourself. If you lose, right. it's because you don't believe in yourself hard enough. What's the deal with your arms? I've known you one minute, and you dissing me already? I mean no disrespect. You have real skills. But those arms are not your strength, they're your weakness. Yeah, well, thanks for the tip. But these things right here, state of the art. Faith in yourself is all you need. Yeah, you don't need metal arms, apparently. 
Although they do seem like they would come in handy in a place like Mortal Kombat. Exactly. But again, then again, this guy seems like he already has like the strength he would need. Because, I mean, Jax is fucking jacked. Like, this guy is huge. <laughs> this guy's got to be like a bodybuilder or something. Michael J. White almost got this part, but... Spawn? Passed, yeah, passed it up for Spawn. Good. good, good. <laughs> because yeah. he was he was a bigger lead or a bigger opportunity in Spawn, you know? Good on yeah. him. He wanted to be in a bigger box office bomb than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out hard. <laughs> if I want to kill my career, at least I'm going to be the star of the film. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't you guys think, though, like, I feel like Spawn made more of a buzz than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, though, didn't it? No, I think you're right. It did. Yeah, so I think it ended up working out in his favor. Maybe. I mean... The Spawn uh, live-action stuff has been dead for a long time because of that movie. Man. <laughs> like, there's always talks of, like, a Spawn reboot, and, like, it never quite happens. The problem yeah. is Todd McFarlane just, like, he has the rights to it and refuses to compromise on anything that isn't his vision. Like, he wants to right. direct. He's never directed. He doesn't want to listen to Jason Blumhouse, uh, Jason Blum from Blumhouse, Despite, you know, them making a lot of fucking money and having success in their franchises. But no, let's not listen to him. He doesn't know what right. he's talking about. I, I can kind of see where he's coming from because that first Spawn movie is pretty shit. But uh, apparently, though, it's coming down the line. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see it. I like that Jax was just like left bolted to a table and then like everyone that works there like went home like <laughs> yeah right i never really thought about it like that but yeah he just wakes up and is it like a walking dead situation he just wakes up and the apocalypse has already happened this must have been a really yeah. hard nap jacks damn how tired were you everyone fucking left him dude that's so <laughs> fucked up <laughs> like, fuck it <laughs> like should we at least unbolt him Nah. When, <laughs> when's the last time you see him? Like in the first movie? Right before Sonya takes off on the wooden boat to chase after Kano. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Like it's very it's very short part at the beginning of the movie, right? So Hey Sonya, don't get on that thing. So what's his reasoning for having those arms in this one? I guess he wants to go rescue Sonya, but He's completely, like, unaware of, like, where Sonya is or, like, what she's doing or even the concept of Mortal Kombat, so... Like, a know. whole movie happened without his knowledge. Right, exactly. So, like, he didn't even get his arms damaged. He was just like, I'm gonna get some upgrades. <laughs> I'm just gonna level up, dude. Yeah, Sub-Zero didn't freeze him and break him or anything. Oh, man. But Cyrax shows up to ruin their day. And uh, we get a big fight scene. Are you uh, into this one, John? Yeah, I liked it. I, I like a lot of the fight scenes in this movie. It, they were fun. They're not, like, always the best in the world, but I, I liked it. I thought there were some good parts with Sonya. There were, like, some good parts with Jax. The girl who plays Sonya, she seemed like she really uh, had done something similar to it before because she was, like, believable, like, punching and like jumping around kicking and stuff so fly kicking or whatever even when it was on wires I, I believed it 
Like that was pretty yeah. good. So. Her name is uh, Sandra Hess, I believe. She replaced Bridget Wilson, who was the first Sonya Blade. I thought it was an upgrade. You thought it was an upgrade? I thought it was an upgrade. I don't, I don't, dude. If we, when we get start getting into it, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna hate me by the end of this, this recording because what I thought was an upgrade in it. Yeah, I, um, yes, I thought that she was an upgrade in a lot of ways. Wow. I do. That Veronica Vaughn is one piece of Ace. I know from experience, dude. Veronica Vaughn didn't want to share. She no milk would ever be our milk, you know. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, like, you're still holding that against her, huh? Yeah, she's just like, it's oh, okay. You think you're special? Get out of here. <laughs> oh man. Sonia does do a fatality, sort of. She does like the kiss of death. She like blows some cocaine at Cyrax. <laughs> <laughs> it causes him to short circuit and blow up. Oh, that's not the way I interpreted it. I thought it was like he's a robot, so she blew some like sand in his joints. <laughs> sand in the circuits. And it like screwed up his inner workings. <laughs> it would be something lame like that. Sand. <laughs> Sir! Yeah. so yeah it's that's so lame and then not only that somehow like a, a fucking magical flying dragon flies off of a robot oh yeah, yeah. okay now we're getting into uh let's get into it so this is just one example of like where the cgi is like complete garbage and um i know everyone says this but Jurassic Park came out before this movie. <laughs> so oh, weirdly man. enough, they they were running out of money as the movie was going on, and the special effects are getting worse as the movie goes on because they're running oh. out of money. The producer Larry Kazanov produced the first film and had this kind of deal with Midway, where he he had to deliver two films and a live action series and a cartoon. And Jeez. there were so many things in motion that he couldn't slow down production at all. It was just get shit done and release it. It doesn't matter. Damn. And a couple quick things about that Cyrax, Sonya, Jax fight is... Well, the first one is how hilarious it is when Jax and Sonya, like, recoil from the shattering glass, and it, like, slow-mos. It looks so fucking goofy. I know, it's like, they just, like, kind of lean back a little bit, right? They don't even it, really like, fall. It's slow-mo, and it's, like, meant to be, like, dramatic, but, like, it, <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't, like, fit the scene or the music or anything. And then when the place blows up, Right? It's like them jumping away from a green screen explosion. Right, Josh? <laughs> it's the greatest CGI effect ever. It's, that should have, like, won them every Oscar that year. Like, move over, George Lucas. These are, these are some high-quality special effects. Groundbreaking. But meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom... <laughs> Shao Kahn's generals are bickering, are they not, Josh? Yes, so we got uh, Shao Kahn's uh, boardroom with all of his, like, top goons, I guess, and they're all bickering back and forth because this is, like, literally the only character development they get. They bicker <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they don't like each other. My squads have already claimed thousands of innocent souls on Earth. And I would have claimed millions. By now, you'd be behind bars on display in a zoo. 
If those bars could keep me away from you, Shiva, I would welcome them. They don't like each other. So, Shao Kahn enters the boardroom and gets a, like, a report from Rain, from Prince, and isn't too happy when uh, he finds out Cabal and Stryker haven't been killed. So he just takes out his big old hammer and smashes the, the, the Mortal Kombat logo <laughs> and a giant light shoots out of it. And to this day, I still don't know what that does. What is, what happens? So, but I want to read that on like the, in script form. What does that do? What is your report? Two of Earth's best warriors have already been taken. Cabal and Stryker. Tell me, did you make them beg for their lives before you destroyed them? But Master, I thought if I let them... I have no use for excuses! <laughs> yeah, why does he hit the giant Mortal Kombat? <laughs> what, what does it do? It's so crazy. And then he just kills Rain. That's what happens, yeah. Uh, this is kind of, I think, what John was saying about, like, the sets are pretty fucking sweet. Because this set is dope. Yeah, it's a really cool set. Uh, I wish there would have been a fight scene in there. There's not. It looks like a Mortal Kombat level, yeah. Like, from Mortal Kombat 2 or something. Yeah, right? There's a lot of, like, cool statues, and um, it's lit very eerily with, like, purples and blues. There's a lot of purples and blues in this movie. There, There is, yeah. I mean, what the characters do in this scene isn't great, and I also think it's funny that he just slams that hammer down on the table <laughs> to create a big light. Like, okay, what are you doing with that? Are you trying to compensate for some show? Oh, definitely. That's his whole... it's a really big hammer there, Shao. <laughs> that's who. We, I mean, look at his costume and everything. He's definitely compensating. <laughs> compensating for his uh, buck teeth. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, after he kills Rain, he says, you know, I, who, who's ready to step up to the plate? I need a new general. And everybody, like, throws their hat into the ring. And it's like, <laughs> clearly he's going to choose the one he wants to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he chooses the hottest one. He, makes he the right chooses decision. the hottest one <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Hashtag me too, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that Mataro, I ate for a long time when I was a kid. I thought that was Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> oh, man. We thought of, last night, I thought it was uh, the modern depiction of uh, the white male. <laughs> like a MAGA supporter? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it turns out Mataro, though, is actually uh, Malibu from American Gladiators. I don't know if you guys remember that or if it's before your time. Oh, uh, it was this old, like, it was like a kind of like WWF, but it was like a game show that people competed against these like huge athletes. Mm, and yeah. he was one of the huge athletes. He had like a, I think he had a surfer gimmick. He had the long, like blonde hair. Oh. After you got drilled by that human cannonball, I thought, hey, there is no way this guy is going to live to play another day. You're alive. You're well. What happened? Did you go to the hospital? Did you get x-rays? Well, dude, it's like this. I saw this guy coming, and I took the most excellent hit of my life. The next thing I knew, I was on the beach, taking in some cosmic rays, getting healed by Mother Nature. 
taking a little brewski, holding on a beautiful babe, and I'm fine today. So no hospital, no doctors, just Mother Nature, huh? Oh, I'm a child of Mother Nature. What do you expect? Malibu, you are truly amazing. He took a licking, and he is still ticking. Sweet. His name was Malibu, and he was also in the video for Dragon Strike, which is like an old game that came with a VHS tape. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Malibu Mutaro. So yep. he, he's got some, you know, some acting behind his belt, you know? <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was Ray Park. No, Ray Park is actually in the movie, though. Right, I know. He plays Barack Obama. Seriously? (laughs) I mean, Baraka. Baraka? Baraka? He plays uh, Raiden's stud double in the reptile fight. I thought he plays Baraka also. Does he? He Yeah, he does. Because that's what I know. I know that. That's like the part that I knew that he played. I didn't know that he... Of course, he stunt doubled for some of the others because he's like the best damn acrobatic fighter that ever lived. He's the best damn acrobatic fighter that's ever sent a dick pic out. Yeah. He, wait, I thought he was getting a, a BG. I thought he was getting a BJ, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> to duel of fates. Because <laughs> why not? He just had to prove he was really, he was on the dark side. But uh, and that he did. But uh, no, I, th- I really, I really thought it was Ray Park. That guy's Mutaro's in makeup a little bit. And I just was like, is that Ray Park too? Like, nah. I, I, I guess not. But I, I figured, like, I thought it's funny that you guys just said that. You, who does he play? Who did you say that he played, uh, Josh? Raiden's uh, yeah, stunt Raiden double. Stumble, okay. stunt double and, yeah. S- see, I figured that after I, like, I knew he played uh, Barack, Baraka, Barack Obama. <laughs> You can you can go with Barack Obama. Okay. It's fine. I knew that he played Baraka, and then I was like, uh, I I figured I'm like if they had him in for Baraka, he was probably doing like double roles for people because usually somebody like that does, especially if they're like not known but they're good. You know, I'm like, oh, this guy's this guy fucking yeah. rocks. Like, let's let's have him do all the stunts. You know, like, and he was probably eager to do it back then. You know, that was probably like his big break in a way or one of them yeah it was his first movie but you're right you know especially in a movie uh, where so many flips are demanded mm-hmm. you know they're going to use the flip guy they're going to use the shit yeah, out of him. Right, yeah right right yeah and then we get Liu Kang walking around the desert <laughs> yeah Liu Kang in the desert he trips on some bones and gets like <laughs> spooked by him <laughs> yeah and then he has a, a little tussle with the cameraman <laughs> yeah, the cameraman comes at him <laughs> <laughs> after everything he'd been through in the first movie. <laughs> just like, oh, oh, yeah. He gets scared by like a buffalo skull on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with this guy? Yeah, so uh, Liu Kang has to confront Nightwolf, I guess, to complete his training. Josh, who are you? Wouldn't you like to know? So you're Raid's prodigy. I've seen better. <laughs> Don't sweat it. I've seen worse, too. If you are Nightwolf, you know I won Mortal Kombat. Don't get cocky. The tournament had rules. This time, anything goes. It was a mistake even coming here. You think you're ready, Liu Kang. But if you were, would Katana have been captured? 
Can you help me get her back? Katana is important, but to beat Shao Kahn, you've got to pass three tests. First one's courage. I don't have time for these stupid games! To test your courage and find your animality, you've got to put yourself in a dream state. Oh, oh yeah, he's got to pass three tests. So let's get into it. The first one is he's got to just trip out and have a bad nightmare. That's, uh -huh. that's test one. Slash a wet dream with Katana <laughs> in like a slip. <laughs> I had faith in you, Kate. But you have failed me. Katana! You are not the warrior I thought you were. <laughs> I literally said that last night when I was watching it. Like, almost almost verbatim. He's like fighting Jade with Morning Wood. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward I mean I feel like any uh, hetero man would be fighting Jade with morning wood <laughs> Jade is my favorite part of the whole movie yeah. and then we don't even just fuck, fuck the third test I, I, I don't know what it is no one knows <laughs> yeah. what it is <laughs> He's gonna, Luke Hague's gonna go get his dick wet <laughs> It's, it's very erotic. The whole movie is very... I felt like it was like a very erotic movie. Like, and but he I, implies he's like got this deeper love with Katana. But if you really think about the, the context of the story, he's really on, only known Katana for like two weeks. Yeah. Right. But he, has, he, he wants to hit it. And he knows if he fucks with Jade, he might ruin his chance. Yeah. <laughs> he, sh he should have definitely just... Jade. Jade all day, man. I don't know. What do you think? Jade thinking? shows up, like, after Liu Kang has this hallucination, she shows up in, like, a loincloth, like, ready to right. go. Right, I know. It's, what was he thinking, man? Come on. She's, like, covered in snow. It was super sexy. It's the best. It's, like, yeah. one of my favorite scenes of the movie. <laughs> I don't want to breeze past Nightwolf, though. Like, real oh, quick. Oh, yeah, Nightwolf. Nightwolf is played by a guy named Lightfoot. He's a Native American actor and rapper. Is he a rapper? He, he's a rapper, yeah. I know he's in the uh, the Indian in the cupboard. Oh, he is, no yeah. Shit. That was like his first movie. Uh, I want to say on record that I hate this guy's fucking guts. Why? Yeah. I hate the man. Why? So when I was in high school, I went to a few high schools, but one of the ones I went to was. Um, near a Native American reservation. Mm -hmm. So there was a large Native American presence at my high school. Mm -hmm. And this guy, Lightfoot himself, came to do like a pep talk to the school, to the whole high school. Mm -hmm. So he shows up. He's like all gangstered out, right? Because he's a rapper. Oh no, this is cringy. <laughs> and he goes up on the stage. And what is he selling to us? You guys wanted to guess? His, his album? <laughs> This is mixtape. No. It's not. No. He comes up on stage and he's um, he's it's like basically like woke before woke mm. no, was a no, thing because no. this was like in two thousand like three. He was basically selling like religion, and he he shows up and he's talking about first he's just sucking his own dick for like the first thirty minutes of the thing. Of course. He's talking about how. He never went to acting school, and yet he was in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, it shows. You never went to fucking, like, acting school. And, like, everyone is so impressed with this guy. Like, oh, my God, this Hollywood star is here to talk to us. 
and he's talking about how like his whole life people said he would never make it and how when he did make it he like went and rubbed it in their faces like really hard and how did he do it through the power of god that was his whole thing he was (laughs) he was selling religion it really made me fucking sick that's not what god is for though I'm surprised when he, after he knocked Liu Kang out, you know, he didn't, like, try to, you know, convert him to Christianity. Like, Liu Kang wakes up, and there's, like, one of those little tiny New Testament Bibles on his chest. <laughs> oh, man. Open your book and turn to Mark chapter 4 or 5. I don't know. Yeah, it's Mark chapter 4, verse 17. Feel your animality. <laughs> Feel your animality. Your animality. Your animality. Your animality. Your animality. It echoes like that, right? So I remember that from yesterday. Lightfoot is a really fucking arrogant prick that I met in person. Like, he had so many people, like, in my high school class, like, bawling their eyes out because they were, like, so moved by what he was saying. And, like, me and, like, one other person were just like, fuck this clown. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't like him. It's so cringy when he, like, he's been in, like, shit and he, like, clings (laughs) clings to that shit as if he's made it. (laughs) I know. I mean, it's like, sure, he's done more movies than me. I'll say that. Then again, I'm not an actor, but... Whatever. Watch, he's going to listen to this podcast now, and he's going to be really upset with you. He was upset with me that I wouldn't shake his hand on the way out of the auditorium. He was like, oh. man. So he's already got a vendetta to settle. That's cold-blooded, dog. Was he shaking everybody's hand? He was, yeah. yeah. I had a similar experience with Kesha once. <laughs> no way yeah that's a story for another time though but i, I get it man <laughs> but you know when we do a movie that stars kesha you got to bring Ke- kesha probably didn't have it coming though that's the thing like i was just i was the young arrogant prick but uh g- getting back to mortal Kombat though like the character of uh, Nightwolf, right i i liked him a lot in the video game and i was very bummed that he like had nothing to do in the movie Oh yeah, he's one of my go-tos in the game. Actually, it's so funny, like that your that your experience with him is similar to like Luke Kane's experience with him in, in Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. He's just like he throws a hatchet at him and then he talks to him. You know, he talks at him. He's like, "Get woke or go broke." Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Did Lightfoot throw a hatchet at you, Corey? Metaphorically. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what that's what I was thinking. A metaphorical hatchet. A Christian hatchet. Right at right at Corey, and then he told him I had to get his shit together or whatever. And get to church and He threw like a Bible know. or like a cross similar and it like hits you his uppercut you. He threw a Bible right <laughs> at his head. <laughs> just a just a thick ass Bible. That would hurt worse than a hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a slow way. And there's a fast way. I was like, Lightfoot, we don't have time for the slow way. That's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> Sweet dreams, Liu Kang. He's <laughs> 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 like, uh, that's what I thought you'd say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just another one of Lightfoot's crazy tests. <laughs> Can we redo Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but... Uh, and maybe even the first one too, but definitely Annihilation. But Corey is Luke Kane. Yes. <laughs> I want to see Corey as Lightfoot. Let's do it. 
played your mortal enemy. I, th- I think Light, Lightfoot should play Lightfoot so like you know so that everybody can process everything. Like it'll end. Yeah. It'll end with like Corey and Lightfoot like hugging each other and crying. And Corey. I mean, I don't want to. Corey will be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't shake your hand." It'll be like, "It's okay. I'm sorry that I forced my wokeness on you." You know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't want to make this whole podcast about Lightfoot, but I just want to add one more thing. Okay. He was dressed like Lightfoot. B rad from Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, oh no. nice. And it wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't cool, man. Oh God. Which one's B rad? Jamie Kennedy, you know. Oh, he's B rad. That's his name. I can't. I can't yeah. remember. B rad from Boo. Okay, B rad oh, from Boo. Okay, got it. He was. Well, that's wild. Did he have like an upside down visor on his head? It, it, if it wasn't that, it was something similar enough. Like a, like a visor of some kind. Man, that's that's wild. <laughs> Or it might have been a sideways baseball cap. It'd be something oh, like that. No. You know? He should just dress as Nightwolf every day for the rest of his life. That was <laughs> that was his best look. Yeah, that would be awesome if he did. Is he actually the Indian in the cupboard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not like one of the other okay, he's like the main character there. Wow, good for him. Yeah. But you know, where where is he at now? Was he in Twilight? Was he in was he in any other like big production with Native Americans? I wonder how that rap career is going. <laughs> but we talked about Luke Kang waking up next to Jade. Getting woke. <laughs> As a quick note, she like puts his face in her titties. Like so <laughs> that's probably what you meant, John, by like the the sexually charged nature of the scene. <laughs> it's weird that he motorboats Jade too. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Jade scene, man, like, it just was like, first I was like, who the heck is that? And, like, my buddy Marco was watching with me, he's like, that's Jade. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, because I couldn't remember, I'm like, does she turn into, like, something and, like, try to kill him? Or, I couldn't remember that part. He's like, no, 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 like, that's, she's an ally, blah, 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 okay. So I, like, watched it, and, like, I just, like... I had to I had to Google I had to like research Jade a little bit you know I had to I had to find out if there were any uh, any more videos about Jade on the internet <laughs> if you catch on my drift up. Jesus Christ man you jerked off to Jade <laughs> <laughs> I just had to it was for scientific purposes I had to research it you know I had oh, to know I, I I found I was fascinated. By Jade, I, I remember. I remember that scene. He was doing his research, Corey. Come on. I was just doing my research for the podcast. I remember the scene. Now it jogged my memory of like her in the snow and all that. And that when I was a kid, I was like, "Whoa, should I be watching this?" You know, in middle school, and then I was like, "Yeah, I definitely should be watching this." But like, you know, I I don't know. I was just all around impressed by Jade. She's great. I like her. She has great legs for kicking. Yeah, Jade, if you're not doing anything, uh, look me up. You know, Greenhawk Pictures. I'm around. DM me, Jade, please. You lost Katana and you picked up her? Jadeplease.com. This bitch? Jade, 100%. Katana can, Katana can go take a walk around the block. <laughs> Josh, question about Jade. Is her powers like creating illusions or something? No. No, no. So no. So the fact that she created that whole snow environment illusion is not legit. So I've I've always been under the impression that that was Nightwolf that somehow did that. But 
I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I just, mm. But uh, where does Nightwolf go after this scene? He's just, he's literally just gone. He's in the recording studio. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's been waiting to say that. He's dropping bad bars. <laughs> but yeah, so just fuck the third test. <laughs> I don't get it. This movie just gives up at points. Speaking of which, Jax and Sonya are like on a hike, right? <laughs> Hiking through Simi Valley, probably. And uh, they start bickering and separate for a few minutes, I think, so Jax can go take a piss. But uh, Sonya is attacked by an unnamed character who is Melina, essentially. Yeah, that's that's Melina, but yeah, they don't they don't mention who she is, so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's okay. not a it's not a big deal according to the movie. It's just like a quick way to include another character because it, the fight isn't great. It's really meaningless to the story. Sonya gets covered in mud, and the next time we see her, she's completely fine she's clean and dry i know she said she went to rinse off in a river but like she's not wet so that didn't happen the real highlight of that is this huge fucking awful cgi mess monster that just shows up for no fucking reason right and Jax punches it in the ass <laughs> until it gets annoyed and goes back home <laughs> yeah but like it would have been since Melina's so tied with Katana, like it's supposed to be like her evil twin, essentially, it would have been really nice if they had used Talisa Soto to play Melina, but they didn't even bother doing that. Oh, like the same Katana actress? Yeah, the same Katana actress. Sonia even has a line like Katana, and Samurai Cop says it means Japanese sword, but <laughs> it's... What like why why even have that line if it's not played by the same actress? It just it comes across as confusing. Katana, you wish. It means Japanese sword. Yeah. Why would you mistake this white lady for Katana? <laughs> All right, so Raiden is out there visiting the Elder Gods, right? That's like his quest. Again, everyone's kind of like separated at this point. Mm -hmm. Raiden goes to visit the Elder Gods. I don't really understand their discussion. Doesn't matter too much. But what it amounts to is that Raiden has to become mortal for reasons. Raiden, Raiden asks, hey, how is Shao Kahn able to break the rules and do all this shit? They're like, any man can change their fate. Or some shit that's not relevant. It's like, what? That doesn't answer my question, goddammit. What does that mean? What is I've only got three questions. You guys are fucking around. <laughs> As always, Lord Raiden, you are granted three questions. The first must be, why was this treachery ever allowed? We do not control the destiny of man. Everyone possesses the ability to change their fate. Answer some of this shit, goddammit. Do you and, think the Elder Gods have, like, a little, like, salon? Like, in there with, like, a little, like, barber's chair? You know, and they put, like... They put that, like, blanket cloth thing on Raiden, and, like, they, they cut his hair? Hold on, before you leave, we gotta... You, you're looking a little unkempt, Raiden. Let's let's give you a quick buzz cut. Uh, we got some clothes in the back. <laughs> They're like, hold on, all humans have short hair. You gotta have short hair. 
It's a new look. Oh God! It's, why? Why is that decision? I, I on all fronts. Who came up with it? Why did they come up with it? Why this outfit? Why short hair? Why is his hair like <laughs> suddenly blonde rather than solid white? Uh, I don't. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Raiden, before you go, we're gonna give you a whole new makeover, baby. May the real slim Raiden please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought like immediately, and he does like a horrible, horribly animated flip. Into like he's oh, like God. they're like where's Raiden? Oh my God, he didn't make it. And then he flips and he's like, ha ha! Hey guys, I got a haircut and a new wardrobe. <laughs> it's it's great. They're like the world's ending, and you got a fucking haircut. Like now's <laughs> not the fucking time. What would wh- let's name all of the things you could have done besides getting a new look? <laughs> yeah. It was like it's super nineties the- too. It was like super like. It's very metrosexual, and like it just like it's like he couldn't even wear the hat. It's like, come on, wear the damn hat. Oh yeah, Raiden doesn't wear the hat at all in this movie. I know, and right? it's disgusting. It's the worst. James Ramar is a fine actor. I really like James he Ramar, is. especially he is. in the show Dexter. He's yes. so bad in this movie because of the first time director, and now it all makes sense. Because I was questioning it the whole time. I was like, "Why the heck? What is wrong with this guy's performance?" And then, like, I now finding that out. And I thought that at the time, I thought well, maybe this director didn't spend that much time with the, these guys, you know. And then, like, now it's like, "Oh, okay." And then they like he had a lot to do too, so. He probably had Larry Kazanoff breathing down his neck too, like don't right. you fuck this up. Right. I've got I've got a whole other live action show and a cartoon writing on this shit. The cartoon did come out, right? Yeah, the cartoon did come out, but they they did like I think it was like some kind of like rough pilot called Mortal Kombat The Journey Begins, and that was like supposed to be their original cartoon and that was just awful, so they they rebooted the cartoon and that became like Defenders of the Realm or some shit. Mm. It's been a while since I've seen the cartoon. Is that the one where like Scorpion has like the little like cat ears? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that design, man. This, this is this is the best segue to like I, I have to have this conversation with Corey, and it, you can cut this from the from the podcast if you want. But like Corey, and you're gonna like flip out, but. Dude, I, I think he's the better Raiden. I think he's the best Raiden. But he get the fuck off my podcast. Right, see, but what? like, but like, wait, can we talk this out? Can we talk this out? As yeah. Mature, responsible adults. Because I just want to make my case. <laughs> okay, I don't just say shit to say it. I have a friend that does that to me. I swear to God, everything he does, he picks the opposite of me just to fuck with me. I'm not trying to do that with you ever. I promise. Christopher Lambert, I understand why you like him, but what's what's this guy's name from Dexter? What's his name? The the dad James James Remar. James Remar. He's a good actor, and he he comes off more sentimental than Lambert did. For that reason, there's a different kind of versatility to him, and the director wasn't able to capture it with this, but there were some moments where he, he was able to like shine through on his own, I think, without direction, and it worked. 
but obviously he's not dressed like Raiden. He's not really like, well, what's Raiden at this point other than like he's the Gandalf of the Mortal Kombat universe, which I stated before in the last podcast. Yeah. And I'll restate it again, but like I don't, I, I couldn't say it before because I didn't understand it completely then, but I think I just don't like Christopher Lambert, dude. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But like I don't, and I, I, I think. I think there's just something fucking creepy about him, man. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. Not a fan of Highlander, I take it, huh? What, what was it? Well, Highlander's an awesome story, but like, no, I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan of his. Like, I like the content, but like, I don't think that he's all that. And like, there's... Like, sorry to discredit him after he's, like, long gone, but, like, I know he's not dead, but, like, after he's, like, out of the limelight. What was that movie that he was in in, like, 92, the the fantasy or, like, a uh, science fiction film that he did? Fortress? Yeah, I, yeah, Fortress. Dude, <laughs> have you ever watched Fortress, Corey? No. Okay, so I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to derail it. You can cut this all out. But in Fortress... There's a scene where he's having sex in that. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, so go watch it in HD. You can see his ball sack. And it <laughs> looks like he's... Excuse me, excuse my my language here, but it looks like he's uh, he's totally fucking this, the, the actress. And I, I'm like, I'm 99.9% I'm .9 sure he's just having sex with this actress in this scene. His balls are way too far up. There's no way his dick's just like covered by some sling or something. Like <laughs> I think he is his his weird his weird Norwegian Swedish whatever he is ass was like, "Hey, let me let me just like let me just bone this actress like and it'll be cool." Some like, full penetration. I, yeah, right? I swear to god, and you'll think this is bullshit. Like John, John's on some crazy shit. There's no way. And then you'll go and watch it and you'll question everything. And I think like, cause like back then, even in the nineties, like early nineties or whatever, mid nineties, guys were getting away with some shit, dude, that they'd never get away with now that you can never dream of. There are so many old expectations of like, you know, the, 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 the old days still laid on in the nineties that like that men could get away with. You know, the Kevin Spacey was running rampant. Right. Exactly. And they, 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 you know, these men were worshipped like gods on their sets so they could keep them happy. And like, the, the, I swear to God, go watch it tonight in HD, even in not in HD. You'll see his balls. I'll watch it in SD. That's as far as I'll go. And they're right up under her ass. And you're like, what? What is this? Like, what am I watching right now? Is how is this in this movie? And it's just like I just think he was having sex with her, and I didn't know about it until um, they were talking about this. I can't take credit for it, but they were talking about this on another podcast. They were talking about this on Come Town. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Come Town. I've heard. Yeah, of it, yeah, they're they're hilarious. They're unapologetic. If you don't like that kind of humor, don't watch it. Don't listen to them. But they are they're the best podcast out there, in my opinion. Because they just don't give a fuck and they they riff. Next to yours, of course. Big Dumb Movies is the greatest. But, but <laughs> you know, like these guys, they're funny. And uh, Nick Mullins, like, you know, he kind of leads 
that podcast and he's the one who brought this up and he he was saying you know he's just <laughs> he's like this fucking creep and I was like damn like that's what it is for me too and I just it resonated with me and I I was like you know what next time I talk to Corey about this I have I have to bring it up and see what he thinks and just we'll just go from there I was, I was, but that's that's my piece on it that's all I got He's he's a little cross-eyed, you know, not to ding him for that. Sometimes I feel like he's a little cross-eyed and it just throws me, you know, and I'm just like, how is this guy Raiden? I don't know. In conclusion, James Remar is a better Raiden. Like that's... I prefer Dexter's dad, <laughs> yes. I prefer Jesus James Christ. Remar, yes. I just prefer him. He's le- he's more of an actor and less of a I don't know, a ham. You know. I, I won't stay on this topic too long, but I I will say that. Christopher Lambert as Raiden is like hilarious. Yeah. Like it's really enjoyable for me to watch because he's like, he's like having a good time and he's like chuckling after everything he says and he's like Christopher Lambert way. And he's got a great voice. Okay. Uh, He's got a good mentor kind of voice. I think. All right. I'll give you that. I'll agree with you on that. (laughs) So Raiden immediately starts to tear down Jax for having metal arms because he doesn't believe in himself. That's his real strength. <laughs> yeah. I hated it. We're together in this. Each of us must help and support the others, like a family. What's the deal with your arms? I've known you one minute, and you dissing me already? I mean no disrespect. You have real skills. But those arms are not your strength, they're your weakness. Yeah, well, thanks for the tip. But these things right here, state of the art. Faith in yourself is all you need. And I say that to all of you. <laughs> I hate all this shit. I hate it. He's never even met Jax, but he's go, he goes, you've got real skills. Like, how do you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, he's got the metal arms because he's the, he's the, like the worst fighter we got here. Dude. He's, he, can, he can barely keep up. Don't, don't, don't tell him he's got real skills. You'll get him killed. Maybe he's just impressed by his physique. <laughs> as I was. Th- throw that whole arc in the garbage, though, because it's like, oh, it's like the one thing that makes you your character from the video game. Yeah, let's throw that in the trash. Right? That's not your, That's not what makes you your character. That's not... Raiden's character arc was he realized he couldn't... He shouldn't wear the hat. Yeah. What if, like, Sub-Zero, like, <laughs> realized he doesn't need to use the freezing power to, like, be a good fighter? He should wear the mask. You know, I'm just going to take it off so you can see my scar, you know? (laughs) Well, our group of heroes, they go to Outworld. And I I like that the Outworld environments kind of look like Outworld in the first movie. We don't see a lot of Outworld in the first movie. We spend a little bit more time on this one. But for the most part, I think it looks okay. I, I think, again, like the real part that bothers me in terms of the look of the scene is like the very beginning scene with all the ninjas falling from the sky by the time we get to Outworld I think things are pretty cool Um, but Josh we get to see my favorite character three of my favorite character Reptile Reptile, Reptile uh, and uh, Reptile yeah that's (laughs) it so the three Reptiles show up i don't know he's like i'm reptile this is my brother reptile and this is my other brother reptile i'm also reptile uh and then they form together and make a giant reptile i don't know it's so stupid and the raiden reptile trio fight is hands down the worst fight in the movie 
It's it so makes no fucking... sense. Yeah, it's just chaos. <laughs> They're like kicking and spinning around, and nobody's making actual contact. There's a lot of like jump kicks that are like not aimed at anyone. Like to travel across a room, they jump kick and they backflip, and. There's three reptiles in the beginning, and suddenly there's two without any explanation. I guess one of them kind of gets defeated, but they don't really show that to you in the movie, right? Like, there's three reptiles, and then Raiden is fighting two. And then one of the two is just gone somehow. I guess, like, a kick to the head eliminates him. Like, normally in a movie like this, you'd see, like, the, the character, like, on the floor passed out. That shows that he was defeated. They only really show that with the last reptile. Yeah, they, they don't care. They don't care. This is this is a paint-by-the-numbers kind of fight scene. This one just had to be there because the script needed a fight scene. And then Sindel is uh, taken out off-screen. I, I, I honestly would have rather have seen that fight. Are we led to believe that she, like, was not actually taken out? Like... Did she pretend to be passed out? I'm assuming or- it was like a very kind of like Star Trek, like Vulcan grip, you know? And mm. that was it. She just instantly passed out. And Liu Kang goes to rescue Katana, but... It's a trap! It's always a trap. So Baraka shows up with his Goosebumps mask. And there's like three Barakas too. This fight sucks so bad because, like... It is like a Goosebumps mask. (laughs) Right? It looks like the haunted mask, right? Yeah. (laughs) The fight is so clumsy, and I I feel like the the guy playing Baraka, I guess Ray Park, can't fucking see out of that mask. He's (laughs) just, like, bouncing around and dancing and just letting himself get hit. He does the chain, like, he unravels the chain. What is that about? Was he up there the whole time, or did he, like, run up there and set that whole thing up just really, really fast? Yeah, he set it up for sure. He's like, wait, hold on, this is going to be the coolest entrance, guys. You just wait. Like, all of his other Baraka friends are getting their ass kicked downstairs, and he's, like, still trying to, like, set it up, wrapping the chain around. Like, you guys have no idea. This is going to be going to be cool. <laughs> No, you're going to get killed, man. Don't do it. No, it's going to be cool. <laughs> this is going to be cool. When he gets kicked off the, the cage, he, like, turns into the, the, the Ryu shot of rain falling into the fire pit. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. so, that's so atrocious. Did you notice that, Riggs? What, what, did, when, wait, what happened? So Baraka gets killed, right? He gets tossed into, like, the fire pit on the side. Right, I remember that. But that's just the, the reused shot of rain getting tossed in the fire pit. If you slow the shot down, it's like, yeah, it's the same shot reused that's, twice. That's, yeah, if you uh, freeze it, it's just rain. It's just rain. It looks, it's so obvious that it's not Baraka. I mean, it's on brand with the rest of the movie, I guess. <laughs> you know, but damn, I did not notice that. They can get away with anything at this point. Yeah, I guess so. They can. Well, hopefully the Shiva fight seems better, right? This Shiva fight is so good. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know that's wrong because I watched it last night. Look, <laughs> the date's over. Josh, though, they didn't have the budget to keep filming Shiva scenes, is that it? Yeah, they're running out of money as the filming goes on. So at this point, like they they had a full phone, uh, blown like 
fights scripted in the movie, like in the script and everything, had to be cut because they're running out of move, uh, running out of money. So she just gets one shotted. She gets crushed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very like Indiana Jones kind of moment. I guess it's supposed to be funny, but it's so insulting. So let's see, our heroes, they try to uh, use the power of love on Sindel, but that doesn't work. Jade has betrayed our group of heroes as well, and she kind of like sneaks back to Khan. I'm guessing the big trap was like leading them to Outworld, right? So Raiden wouldn't have any power, because what, what's their big plan here? I don't know. They, they had this master plan, right? They, they're falling right into our trap. Yeah. But they they really don't. I mean, was the three reptiles the trap? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're going to lead them to Outworld and they're going to have to fight three reptiles and like, oh yeah, no one's ever beaten the, the three reptiles. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, they beat the three reptiles. What do we do? I guess we bailed. <laughs> These guys are better than we thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Uh, Jade gets fed to the wall. It gets fed to... Is that like the same monster that Jax was punching in the ass? Because it looks the exact same. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I don't know why. I don't know how. And I don't care. That's some like uh, Power Rangers the movie level CGI right there, by the way. Dude, that makes Ivan Ooze look like a Michael Bay film. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I've maintained for a long time that the CG at the end of the Power Rangers movie is like the worst of the worst. And, I, don't, uh, I don't know. This might this might rival it. When Liu Kang becomes the dragon at the end, I feel like this tops it. Yeah, it, to- it definitely tops it. Oh, shit. Okay. So, Josh, there's, there's a kind of like a reveal here of Raiden and Shao Kahn. Did this blow your mind? Oh, man. No. This is so, <laughs> so bad. Like, why does everybody have to be related? Why why are Raiden, Shao Kahn, and Shinnok related to each other when they're not related at all in the games? Your dad's an elder god. Funny how you failed to mention that before. If your father's an elder god... What does that make Khan? Shao Khan is my brother. Yeah, Jax is like, so you're Raiden? And he's like, yeah, Raiden who? And he's like, Raiden Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) If your father's an elder god, then what does that make Khan? Oh god, dude, it's so bad. Kotal Khan. Kotal Khan. So, and then he explains the whole dragon marking thing that still doesn't make sense to me after, like, thousands of times after watching this movie. <laughs> I still don't get it. Because, not to get too into spoilers going too far ahead, but when Shao Kahn dies, like, a giant dragon falls, like, comes out of his back. He was a dragon tattoo the whole time. <laughs> he was a dragon tattoo the whole time. Oh, God. It's so stupid. I fuck this film. I hate it. 
But let's get into the final confrontation of the movie. All our heroes versus all our villains, at least like the named ones, you know, like the mass ninjas running around the movie don't count. <laughs> Weirdly enough, the bad guys brought just enough henchmen to fight the, the right amount of good guys. Right. Well, there's Raiden. He's like one more on the good guy side, but uh, they take care of him pretty quickly. Oh, God. I fucking hate this. He just, it's, Raiden's like, yeah, back in the day, I totally beat Shao Kahn on the hardest difficulty. No continues. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, you guys got this. And then he shows up and gets one-shotted with one little, like, energy ball. And he falls, like, ten feet, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he immediately breaks his spine and dies. <laughs> so much for that new look, huh? God, maybe he should have spent that time training. John, there's a few fights going on at the same time here. Uh, did you like any of them? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the most appropriate answer. I don't know. Like I like the idea of what they're trying to do with the animality, but you know, it's executed. Why like, does kinda... the animality need a fucking lore explanation? It's just a neat finisher. They right. didn't feel the need to give some kind of like lore explanation to friendships. Or babalities. Because of, like, okay, so in my head, it's like, we keep talking about, like, what was the third test, right? So it's like, maybe it was the animality, or maybe they were supposed to make a third movie where he would get a third test from Steppenwolf. They were supposed to make a third movie. They were supposed to make a third movie? Yeah, so it fell apart a couple of times over the years and the the final nail in the coffin was they were set to go in like 2005 in New Orleans and then Hurricane Katrina hit and oh, it officially fuck. killed any prospects of a third movie well I heard about that yeah it destroyed their sets right yeah it destroyed their sets uh, there was even an interview leading up uh, with Lyndon Ashby talking about the script and how they were about to start filming uh, Quan Chi was going to be the villain. I don't know if they were going to bring back a uh, fucking mustache, like, dad guy for Shinnok, but <laughs> I don't know. No, they can't bring him back. They folded him up and put him in a suitcase or whatever. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> he got he got sent to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. He did. <laughs> there's actually, th- there's a cut scene from the movie that's never seen the light of day. It was supposed to be an end credit stinger where that guy meets with Quan Chi. You can see pictures of the scene, but it's never been released. The, uh, as far as I know, the it was just some random actor playing Quan Chi. He doesn't have any lines of dialogue. He's just listening to uh, Shinnok explaining that everything's going according to plan. Hmm. So let's see. There's the fights going on. We got... Sindel versus Katana, which is like the most boring of the bunch, and no one cares. Uh, there's Ermac versus Sonia, which is like the second to lamest one. I guess Ermac, I mean, he just seems like a, a ninja guy that can like shoot another man out of his chest if he needs to. <laughs> That's not what he does, but yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's not what he does? No. What's his thing? He's uh, telekinetic. He, he's just got telekinesis. He can grab you from across the map and sling you and shit like that. 
That seems like a pretty fucking dope power. Yeah, but fuck that. No, he, he's got another guy that shoots out of his chest. <laughs> I mean, Sonya can beat him, but, like, she can't beat two guys at once. Like, that's her weakness. You know, your characters have their, their, their low moments, their lowest lows. And it's like, Sonya starts to get outmatched when Noob Cybot comes out. And Jax gets his metal arm piece removed and has to believe yeah. in himself. And then Katana just starts to lose for no reason. She just <laughs> She's just not very good. She's not very good. Like, they could have totally used this situation where, like, you know, she's emotionally, like, fucked up from fighting her mom and Sindel maybe gets the upper hand. But no, she just, she just starts losing all of a sudden because everybody else is, too. She's only like a blue belt, you know? She's, like, <laughs> she, she's not even a black belt. I, it would have been really nice to pull out those uh, fan blades at that point, but I guess not. <laughs> Jax has a character arc. He begins to believe in himself, and then he can, like, he can beat this, like, unbeatable horseman, centaur. the centaur guy that, like, I'm telling, no one could fuck with this guy in real life, I swear to God. Like, or, or in the game, he was pretty intimidating in the games, wasn't he? Yeah, I was so about I've been to say, like, infamously, he's one of the toughest sub-bosses in all of fighting games. He's, he's so bullshit. <laughs> he's, uh, goat shit, actually. <laughs> he's centaur shit. <laughs> so, let's see, Liu Kang... And Shao Kahn. There's, like, no preconceived, like, rivalry. No, like, real connection between these two characters. No real reason they hate each other. But for some reason, you know, they're just like, it's just you and me, Khan. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, you're referring to, like, the way it is in the first movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very beginning thing that happens, Shang Tsung kills Chan. <laughs> Chan. But in this one, yeah, I mean, the fight kind of sucks, and the CGI animality thing is kind of a pleasant departure from it, because the fight isn't that interesting, but seeing this, like, ridiculous, horrible CGI spectacle is somewhat entertaining, <laughs> at least to laugh mm. at. Well, why? If you know you're running out of money... Why keep this? Of all the things to cut in the movie, maybe they why couldn't not cut this? it. Maybe they couldn't cut it. You know, like they're required to maybe, have an animality. Well, maybe they like. Maybe it wasn't like there was no way to make a cut where it made sense without that footage. You know, like damn the just... the whole movie really hinges on this like spectacle of a thing. Well, <laughs> the, the the it ends in a fist fight anyway. So I can't imagine it was too... I don't, I don't know. Maybe you could have just used it for a split second when he when he's already beaten up Shana, uh, Shao Kahn. You yeah. know, like, I don't know, like a fatality? I don't know. It is pretty bad. I remember in middle school, we were even like, oh, man, this is fucking horrible, and it's only, like, 2002. <laughs> Shao Kahn, like, morphs into a fucking Hydra for some reason? Yeah. And they, they both just fall and then, like, have to revert back to their human form anyway. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> and then, uh, I guess that somehow made Shao Kahn mortal? Or the... I don't know. I don't know. But the Elder Gods show up. Yeah, so Shinnok is about to step in, right? And he's gonna, like, shoot a laser at Luke <laughs> or King? Or something? The way he, like... 
puts his hands together to shoot a laser is like so stupid. He puts his thumbs together and points his fingers outward. I don't know. I just think it's like silly. Like the fact that he has to do that to shoot a laser, like he's probably made fun of by like other elder gods. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to put your thumbs together. I don't know. Well, as an actor, how are you supposed to tell the audience you're about to shoot a laser beam from your hands? Finger guns, bro. <laughs> Finger guns, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then the elder gods show up and just like touch him on the shoulder and start to make him start looks like he's about to give him head or something oh, <laughs> just get down on your knees man and then they're like you know what just let the two fight it fight it out we realize Shao Kahn cheated up to this point but he's made it this far let's give him a fair chance let them fight the fate of the universe will be decided as it should be. Immortal Combat. It's so dumb that they show up to say, we're gonna settle this in Mortal Combat. And it's like, yeah, we were already <laughs> doing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like we weren't doing that already, guys. Useless. You guys are useless. <laughs> they come and say You're like, stop you. fighting, stop fighting. You guys should settle this with a fight. <laughs> Literally. Stupid. And of course, like, the music kicks in, like, oh yeah, they're gonna fight now. Like, what? The music <laughs> plays for, like, four seconds, and then Shao Kahn starts kicking the dog shit out of Liu Kang. That's the biggest disappointment of this, is that they didn't play the full song. Well, it kicks back in when Liu Kang starts winning for, like, four seconds, and then Shao Kahn dies. And then that's yeah. It. That song needs to that song needs to play in like every Mortal Kombat at the beginning and at the end. Like it's just it has to. It should be playing throughout the whole like two hour runtime. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think you can't yeah. even hear like exposition or dialogue. It's just pounding. It'd be a hit with like ravers, you know. Honestly, like the the choice of soundtrack for this movie is kind of great. Like I think it works better than an orchestral score. It's become synonymous with Mortal Kombat since the first movie. Like, you gotta have, like, this crazy techno music. And not just that theme, but, like, the whole, like, soundtrack is, like, techno music that kind of sounds similar to that. And I think it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that was cool. I like that a lot about it. For sure. But, uh, Shao Kahn is defeated. Turns out he was a dragon tattoo all along. <laughs> uh, let's see. The, uh, merger of the realms is quickly undone. Just everything goes back to normal. Uh, Sindel's good, and Raiden gets turned into a smoke god? What the fuck? What's the wind guy called? Oh, uh, Fujin. Is he Fujin now? No, no. Fujin's supposed to be his, like, brother. <laughs> if, wait, wait. If his dad's an elder god, what does that make Fujin? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't invite Fujin to the family reunion. They don't really talk about him. So it kind of wraps up. They've kind of won the day. Raiden's now an elder god, and uh, I guess the world is as it should be. <laughs> oh, what a what a gem of a movie! What a journey for these characters. I mean, Jax had a character arc, I guess. I guess. <laughs> he doesn't need the metal arms anymore. <laughs> he believes in himself. <laughs> uh, did, did like literally anybody else have a character arc? I think Sonya was supposed to to ask for help more, even though that's like technically her character arc in the first film. <laughs> uh, 
And I, I guess Katana was just, it's your mom. Make your mom good. Make your mom not be a bitch. <laughs> Are there any other final thoughts about the movie before we do ratings? Uh, I think that they probably, clearly, since, you know, Josh just confirmed it, they shot, like, multiple, they shot all their scenes. So, clearly, this movie could have ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger, you know, and they, like, didn't use it. They chose to be like, yeah, this is probably it, boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so, we better, they like, just make it a ha- their hands happy ending, yeah. right? So, like, I just, yeah. I think that the, I think that this series deserves a third movie still i think that they should make i think they should make a they third should, one they should do a sequel to the new movie they should just revitalize this series i i would i would prefer i honest to god i'm not even being funny i would prefer a third film so that there was a trilogy you know what i probably would too you guys are fucking crazy that'd be funny like <laughs> Imagine no. if this movie ends and like they're all celebrating the win and like in this sky is like Quan Chi. <laughs> they retcon it. They just like pick up filming like years later, but it's like supposed to take place like the, right as soon as this movie ends. Everybody's way older. <laughs> you weak, pathetic fools. I've come for your souls. Everybody's like 20 years older. <laughs> yeah, everybody's like 20 years older, but nobody draws attention to it like 25 years that's like crazy oh god that'd be nuts that'd be so funny though i mean <laughs> i'd watch the shit out of that i mean even like imagine imagine they like pick up like a you know it's it's all of them just kicking it 25 years later and then all of a sudden like the final the final yeah. thing happens and now they're like oh, i don't know if we're young enough to do this but they have to you do find it. out Quan Chi is also their brother it's like <laughs> yeah. Raiden's Raiden yeah. and Shao Kahn's brother <laughs> and they replace Raiden again they'd replace Raiden again yeah uh, Gary Sinise yes <laughs> Gary <As Raiden>. Sinise <laughs> Bill Pullman <laughs> um, Drake Bell Drake, Drake Bell yeah Drake Bell is Raiden <laughs> Super young looking all of a sudden. He's like, it's a new look. He's not that young It's a now. new look. That's, yeah, that's how they reintroduce the actor. It's kind of like a Iron Man 2 wink to the camera moment. It's a new look. Oh, oh man, Raiden. It's great to see you, Raiden. <laughs> I felt like they did that with Rhodey. And then and yeah. Iron Man 2, like, oh, hey, Rhodey. It's you, Rhodey. How are you? Don Cheadle is Rhodey. <laughs> I remember that exact dialogue. Yeah. How are you, not Terrence Howard? <laughs> Can't believe you've been around since the first film. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> on that topic, Josh, what's your rating of Mortal Kombat on any rating scale you want? Mortal Kombat <sighs> Annihilation. I mean. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna go a one. Uh, it's a new looks out of five. Uh, this movie's just fucking dog shit all around. It's painful to watch every time I have to watch it. I, I I'm more entertained watch watching something like Jean Claude Van Damme Street Fighter than something like this. 
I used to have fun with it as a kid, but as I have gotten older and play the games more and more, it just infuriates me. So, fuck it. Fuck this movie. One out of five. <laughs> Pretty harsh. Yeah. No uh, forgiveness. I'm going to go next, and I, I kind of struggle with this for this movie because it's bad, yes, but it's kind of like the good kind of bad that you want to make fun of and enjoy doing. I'm going to give this... Let's go with 3.5 out of 10 animalities. The acting is atrocious, but it's also like some of the best bad acting ever, at least of the 90s. I mean, you know, The Room came along and kind of changed the game, but, you know, there's some good stuff in here. I, I, I talked about some of the small things I do like, but mostly it's just a fucking incoherent mess, and it's like a dumpster fire, you know? It's, or like... A car wreck. You, you gotta like kind of watch it. You can't help but look. Yeah, you you have to see it to to believe it. Like it's it's yeah, it's famously bad. This movie. <laughs> yeah, it's... and and that makes it somewhat watchable. Riggs, you're up next. What's it gonna be for you, man? All right, save the best for last. So um, one out of ten, I give it a. Taking into account everything, taking into account what Josh said, what you said, Josh said it was dog shit. It's consistently dog shit. So it's consistently dog shit. And then you have Jade, you know, and Jade, I had like a whole like uh, sexual reawakening from like the, you know, the time that Jade (laughs) came on the scene. You left the monkhood for that? Yeah, yeah. A lot of Asian porn was watched that night. (laughs) Sorry, monks, but, uh, you know, you can go fuck yourself. Um, Yeah, I got to give it like a, I got to give it an 11 out of 10 because, 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 because of Jaden, because it's, it's consistently dog shit. It's, it's like, they might have. I respect that. They might have not known, right? They might have not known while they were filming it. But at some point, I think before it got out, they knew what it was. And they were like, this is, this is horrible, but we're going to go all out anyways. And like, it was something my buddy kept saying when we were watching it was like, everybody just, they went all out. And he was, he was saying at first how like he thought Luke Kane didn't do a great job. And then I was like, I really don't think it's on him. I think he's like, he's like, all right, you know, like he does what's asked of him. And I was like, I, I preferred him to, I forget who we were comparing him to, but, you know, like, he did what he had to do, and I suspected that it wasn't the actor's fault, and, like, now, in retrospect, from what I, what you guys told me, it's not. It's clearly, it was, like, a, it was a direction issue, and this movie still just tries, even when it's, like, just, like, stabbed in the, in the kidney, and it's, like, just, like, crawling and crying and screaming. Yeah, it's just still going. It's it's relentless. This film is relentless. And for that, I, I, I have to award it an 11. <laughs> I, I, I will say a uh, fun little tidbit. Larry Kazanov, the producer I was talking about, tried to sue Midway for the rights of these characters, mm-hmm. saying they like basically gave these characters more life than the, the video games themselves. <laughs> Well, there you so, go. Yeah, there you go. That that sums this movie up. Mm-hmm. There we have our three varying opinions on the movie. Josh, 
where can people find you and what is it that you do, sir? I make fun of movies, let's just put it that way. If you go to my YouTube channel, uh, Review Inc., I-N-C, period, uh, you will see that I haven't uploaded in a year, but I am coming back. It's definitely coming. So look forward to that. Awesome. Review Inc. Josh is the review dude who does awesome internet movie reviews. I love it. John Riggs, what about you, sir? You can find me on Green Hawk Pictures on YouTube. Uh, we're not every other YouTube channel, so if you dare, take a peek. Otherwise, you will find me over at Blue View Cinema on YouTube. And there we have some really quality pieces that we use to uh, compete and uh, for resumes. <laughs> so yeah, come check us out and you won't be disappointed. Nice. Thank you guys both for joining me on this episode, John and Josh. I appreciate it. It has been a very fun time. Here we are reliving the same lineup. Uh, we also did the new Mortal Kombat movie review, which was awesome too. Uh, but again, thank you guys for joining. If you, the listeners, want to write in, you can email us at bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. Leave us a positive rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you're listening on YouTube, or if you're not, give us a thumbs up there. We appreciate it. And that's about it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you, and good night.